get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Mike Claiborne joins us as he does every Tuesday here on 101 ESPN. You can hear Claibs on the Cardinal radio broadcasts on KMOX and the Cardinal Network. And, of course, you can check out his work at ClavesOnline.com. He's with us on the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line this morning. Good morning, sir. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. First of all, I'm envious of you and Michelle going over to Canton, man. I, that was something I really had circled on the calendar. And it sounded and it looked like it was a great time to be had by all over there. So I'm envious. Claves, it was amazing, not only because we were there to celebrate Isaac Bruce, but because it was like a high school reunion, getting to watch all yeah. of those guys who hadn't been together in so long and who achieved something so amazing and are tied together forever, get back in a room together. It was really special to see that. Well, I, I went for Marshall and went for Orlando and the, the after party where you see, as you mentioned, all those people that get together and it is like a homecoming. And, you know, I don't know how many more times we'll go back there. But, I mean, I, I think uh, Tory Holt's got a good chance and I know there's some momentum for Dick Vermeil. But, you know, once that's over, I, I don't think there's a reason for me or, to go back. I mean, I, I mean, maybe London Fletcher, you know. London Fletcher, I think, is a Hall of Famer, but that's down the road also. So, uh, But I was really happy to see and check out what you guys are doing over there. It looked like it was a time to really um, sit back and just live the memories of what all those guys meant to St. Louis. Claves, you've covered St. Louis sports for a long time. I was telling Randy, I don't know if there's a, a team that we've covered that had so many players that were not only nice but dynamic personalities and that would say stuff. Is that the most interesting team or collection of players that you've covered in St. Louis, or where does it rank? Boy, that, that's a good question. You know, um, that that Joel Quinville team that was really good, it was in 99, I guess, they had some interesting personalities too, with Pronger and Hall, no, and Pronger and McKinnis and some other guys like that. Uh, Grant Fuhr, no, not Grant Fuhr wasn't on that team, uh, but you know there were a lot of good individuals. But yeah, you know what, Michelle, I think you may be right, and, and I think because of the way football and the, the access is different in football than it is in the other sports, as far as you know how they make guys available to you now compared to then, where. You, you could go in a locker room virtually every day and, you know, guys would stick around a little bit, but yeah, they, they were fun guys to cover. Um, and I think the fact that because they were all offensive driven, you know, there just was something about them that made them special. Claves, I got to introduce Michelle to one of our favorites and I hadn't seen him in more than 20 years, but I know you know him well. And I want you to tell Michelle about Toby Wright. <laughs> oh, well, I remember when he, you know, he was one of the original members here in St. Louis. And, and Toby, Toby was a better hitter than he was tackler, okay? I mean, he would, he would launch his body into somebody. But, you know, he was a guy who had a lot of confidence. Uh, you know, he was fearless. I mean, as a safety, he, you know, was just a, he was a, like I said, he would launch himself into people. Now, the problem was, he, he was hurt a lot because of the way he played the game. But one of my favorite people, it was, it, it, as we like to say, he was a very good soundbite. 
Yeah, he, he was, and and still is, by the way. So let's move on to the Cardinals. They take two of three from the Royals. They can't complete a sweep again. And this team is 500, Mike, and I, I, I always go back, not always, but with this particular team, here we are in almost mid-August, and it's the Bill Parcells line. You are what your record says you are. Exactly. There's no no question. We've talked about it a few times on this on this segment. It is what it is, and, and I don't know how you you turn it around. Uh, you know, it's funny. Cardinals went two out of three, and the one thing we talk more about is the one they lost, and that seems to be the the high water issue with this team, where every time you think prosperity is just around the corner, you have a setback, and you just roll your eyes and just say, "What in the hell is going on?" And, and Sunday was a great example of it. But, you know, you keep saying, well, they're 500. You never know. Yeah, you do. You know, it's going to be hard. I mean, because you're running out of games, okay? And this week is an important week. Well, you're going to play Pittsburgh, all right? So you should sweep them, okay? There's no two out of three here. You have to beat them all three. Then you go into Kansas City, okay? You took two out of three against them. Kansas City is good enough to take two out of three against you but you need to sweep them. And then you have Milwaukee coming in. Now, this is a team, you know, that I think you might be out of reach of, but you have to make an impact some way, somehow. And, uh, you know, if if you don't have this, I think it's nine games that you have in, coming up, you have to go 8-1 and one minimum. You have to go 8-1 and one minimum in order to have any ray of hope. Because, you know, if we had the same conversation in June, you'd say, well, you know, we got time. Well, we're in August, so we don't have that kind of time because we haven't shown the ability to stay as consistent as they need to be in order to be in contention. Clay, speaking of do you know, do you know on Paul DeYoung? Because he's hitting 198 right now, and we've seen Paul DeYoung hit 30 home runs a year back in 2019. But what do you, where do you stand on Paul DeYoung? Because it seems like we will say, well, you know, he had an injury this year. He had COVID last year. It just seems like we're always trying to qualify something with Paul DeYoung. So where are you at with him right now? Well, yeah, there's an annual excuse that you have where, as you mentioned, COVID injury, but, you know, even in the year he hit 30 home runs, he really tailed off, you know, uh, the latter part of the season. Uh, I've always felt like he gives away at bats, where once he gets two strikes, you can get, the, get him to climb the ladder. And, I mean, they normally get him out on four seamers up or throw him sliders away. And I, I just I can't put my finger on it, but it just seems like there's no battling if you have two strikes and then again a guy's got a good slider, you can't pull it. So try and foul it off. Make him give in to you. And, and the good hitters do that. Where okay, this guy's got some light out stuff today, but if I can file a couple of pitches off, maybe he'll come in and maybe he'll miss inside, or maybe he'll give me something that I can just go the other way with. That, that's not. It's it's do or die with him, you know. And I think you got to be able to expand your your hitting scope more to be effective. And, you know, the strikeouts have always been there, okay? He, he's walked a little bit more this year, but the strikeouts have been the bugaboo. Now, I know some people don't measure strikeouts. I do. I, I think strikeouts are devastating to a ball club uh, in, in the order. If you have a guy there, okay, here's a walking strikeout. We can get this guy. You know, when you have too many of those guys in your order, then it's going to be hard to win. And in his case, it, it just the, the pattern has not changed. And, I don't know whether that's 
he's not, you know, he and the hitting coach are, aren't on the same page, or maybe he's listening to too many people. But it is frustrating because I think he's a better player than what we've seen. But we're at the point now where, okay, here's another guy that needs to sink or swim, and, and right now he's not swimming as much as he'd like to. Last time we saw Jack Flaherty was on Memorial Day. He'll be back on Thursday. And if if there's a spark for this team, it can come from Jack Flaherty. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, my concern is I would have, and I'm going to talk to Mike Schilt about it today, why Thursday instead of Friday? Because on Friday, you, uh, you know, he doesn't even need to walk near the bat rack. Mm-hmm. Friday, you're playing a team in Kansas City that they've broken through and they won a game, and you you got to put them down early. And Friday gives him a chance to pitch against Milwaukee the fight the, the, the next week. Um, it, it, you know, and I'm sure there's a logical reason. You know, that's why they pay those guys a lot of money. But it just seems like it would be better suited for everyone if he pitched on Friday instead of Thursday. Because, hey, listen, if you can't beat Pittsburgh without Jack Flaherty, you you have bigger problems. Yeah, right. Hey, Claves, one more thing. Is Alex Reyes gassed at this point? I think he might have hit the wall. You know, I, I think, you know, this is a lot of work for him. You, you think about his career, Randy, and he just hasn't had that many opportunities to pitch this late. And, and you know, some guys have to get their second breath, and I think he will. Uh, you know, one of the things I've noticed is, he he he's taking a little bit longer between pitches, and I think sometimes when guys think too much instead of pitch, they put themselves in a position where you know the, their control isn't what it needs to be. Uh, but I, I think he'll be okay. I, I think the question now is, is he going to be a starter next year, or are you going to leave him in the bullpen? I know there's been a lot of rhetoric about that, um, and maybe that's kind of gotten to him as well. But I, I think you make a good observation that maybe. The, the the way you, you you come out of the bullpen, you're up and down, you you play, you pitch two, maybe three days in a row, and then you're off for three or whatever. That that up and down sometimes can kind of sometimes mess with you. But I, I think the fact that he's gone longer this season uh, is probably something that, that's happening to him. I think it happened to Dylan Carlson. I think it happened to Tommy Edmond. I think a lot of these guys have hit the wall and are trying to find the reset button. You can follow Mike Claiborne on Twitter at Claves Online. You can check out ClavesOnline.com. And the website's great. Always love what you have there. What do you have coming up this week? Well, we're actually going to visit with Howard Richards. We were going to do it last week. Missouri football's underway as far as practices are concerned. So we'll talk with him and talk a little bit about his NFL experiences. Uh, Dr. Rick Lehman, we're going to visit with him post-Olympics. You know, like, Dr. Rick was very instrumental in Alex Felix, Allison Felix's uh, resurgence and her ability to come back and win another medal. So we'll talk about him and the whole Olympic experience. You got Rammer talking with Keith Costas every every week about you know what's going on around the Major League Baseball. And Rammer and Joe Roderick do their daily card every day, the Cardinals card. So <laughs> there, there's plenty of stuff to go with, and uh, we're going to expand and, and get into uh, the entertainment scope here. We'll have some interesting guests coming up here in the next couple of weeks, uh, people that you would certainly recognize from an entertainment standpoint. Love it. So you can check it out on Twitter and you can head to the website, clavesonline.com. We always like talking to you. Thanks so much for the time. We appreciate it. And uh, let's go get a win in Pittsburgh. Well, we need three, but we'll start with one today. <laughs> Sounds good. See you, brother. Take care. All right. You guys have a great week. Take care. You too. That is our friend Mike Claiborne joining us every Tuesday morning here on 101 ESPN. 
Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. The college football playoff committee made their decision on Sunday, and as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the college football playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama. Nick Saban citing some hypothetical point spreads to prove his point that the tie deserve a spot in the college football playoffs holds little substance when you consider Bama's best win is over Texas. No, the committee got it right. TCU had a great season with far more ranked wins than Bama and didn't deserve to lose their spot after playing a surging Kansas State in a championship game. And Ohio State, while not playing some of their best ball later in the season, was still 12-0 until they came face-to-face with my Wolverines. While the college football playoff system isn't nowhere near as good as it could be, it's better than what we had. And in a few years, it will be better for all of college football. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. And don't forget BetOnline for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. Want more ways to show your good side to the world? Donate plasma at a Griffles Center and join thousands of donors who are helping to save lives. Receive up to $1,000 your first month. Learn more at grifflesplasma.com.